Greetings, welcome to another exciting episode of Pretentious Internet Theatre. The show so late it now can pay less to go to the movies as it qualifies for the senior citizen discount. This is episode 65, and I, your humble host, Andrew Cook, bring you the finest in internet literature that there is. Tonight we have a story. It is a sequel to Harry Potter of sorts, and a crossover episode worthy of being on this program, and worthy of being episode 65. Of course, we have other milestones coming as the Fall of Pit continues. You can be part of the Fall of Pit by emailing us at thepitpodcast at gmail.com. Of course... You can make sure that you subscribe to this program on iTunes. You'll get it a day after the super elite who go to our Facebook, Pretentious Internet Theater, or visit us on pitpodcast.com. In fact, I am reminded of a quote. The essence of all beautiful art, all great art, is gratitude. That was by Nietzsche, and I have gratitude for our author today, though I may have problems pronouncing his or her name. I'm sorry, author. You'll have to email us and tell us how to pronounce your name. Wouldn't be the first time. Actually, I'll be emailing you, so unlike a lot of other shows like this, I like to contact the author. Let's get on with our story. Pretentious Internet Theater proudly presents... Return of the Attack of the Deathly Playhouse by Zuzus. Zuzus. Chapter 1. Harry and Ginny woke up to loud screams. The kids! They both yelled out and jumped out of bed and ran to their kids' rooms. In their kids' rooms, there stood two bald guys. One of them was Voldemort, and the other looked just as creepy as him. Actually had a nose, and was wearing a robot suit that covered all of his body but his head. Oh, Vic Scott. And there was a weird clown guy in there, and a golden robot with one silver leg. The clown guy was putting the kids into a big sack that was being held by the robot. Put down our kids, you child malastors! Harry yelled out. Why so serious? said the clown guy. My word, it's good guys! shouted the robot. The robot dropped the sack full of kids, pulled out a red lightsaber. Avada Kedavra! shouted Harry, pointing his wand at the robot. The robot blocked the green magic with his lightsaber. UNLIMITED POWER! shouted the robot, and suddenly lightning started shooting from his fingertips and at Harry Potter and Jiny. They stepped back so that the lightning wasn't hitting them. Hold them back, C-3PO, shouted Voldemort. Oh, Lex Luthor, you grab the children. 
<laughs> what about me? asked the clowny guy. You just shut up, said Voldemort. No, stop! Harry yelled. There was nothing he could do. If he got any closer, he would be hit by the lightning from the robot. Lex grabbed the bag full of Potter kids, and they all jumped out the window and ran away, except for Voldemort, who was flying away on a broom. Wait for me! Wait for me! yelled out C-3PO, who was running slowly, because he's a robot and a zombie. So Voldemort turned around and picked him up and flew away, while Lex Luthor used the jets on his robot suit to fly away. Also, Lex picked up the Joker, so he was flying away with him, and Joker was holding the sack. Kids, chapter two. I can't believe they took them all, yelled out Jiny Sadlike. But they didn't take me, Mommy, said a voice that was coming from the closet. Oh, my baby, look, Harry, it's... What's your name again, Jiny said? Hold on, let me go read the epilogue part of the last book, the girl said, a few minutes later. Lily, Mom! It's me, Lily! I can't believe they took Albus and James. We'll get them back, won't we, Mommy and Daddy? Lily said. Of course we will, said Harry. But first, we are going to have to get some help. Suddenly, a weird alien-looking guy with a blue shirt and another guy appeared in the room. Here to finish the job and get my last child, huh? Well, I won't let you shouted Harry, and he pointed his wand at the two men. The alien-looking one raised a weird weapon at Harry. No, Spook, it's okay. Put your phasers away, the other person said. We aren't here to kidnap your kid. We're just from our ship, the Enterprise. We got onto our teleporter, and we're going to be being to the nearest planet, and now we are here. Strange. This planet does not seem familiar to me. Well, this is Earth, Harry said. My other children were just kidnapped by Voldemort and some other weird people. Hmm. This Voldemort name is not familiar to me, Captain, said Spook. Me neither, Spook. I think there is something very strange going on here. See at the Captain. Boxes. Then did the Volvacan nerve pincher on every one, then wrap them in their sleep. Chapter 3. So why did we kidnap those kids again, boss? Asked Spider-Man, who is now evil, and wears the cool black emo suit, because its darkness expresses his inner feelings, and thinks Topher Grace is so hot. And also, he is a werewolf. You weren't even there, Spider-Dork, shouted Voldemort. But anyway, I guess I will tell you one more time, since you is so stupid and forget lots. We kidnapped the children of the boy who lived so that we can use their advanced magic powers to power Lex Luthor's machine. But if they have advanced powers because they are the kids of the boy who lived, why didn't we just kidnap the boy who lived? Cause wouldn't he have even more powers than him? And 
Also, what does Luther's machine do? asks Spider-Man. Smack! Shut up, insulin fool! shouted Moldymort as he backhand slapped Spider-Man. Enough of your silly questions. All of a sudden, Credible Hulk smashed through the wall of the building. The bad guys were in, but he is red now, instead of green, and has stylish black hairs. Hulk smash! roared the Hulk as loud as he could. Deadpool, Cartman, get him! shouted Volkdemort. Screw you guys, I'm going home, Cartman said as he walked out the door. I hate being in fanfics, said Deadpool as he ran towards the Hulkster. He raised his swords into the air, but the Hulk just brought his fist down and squished Deadpool flat. Ouchies, said Deadpool. Major Glory, Valhallen, kill him, said Voldemort. Tubular, said Valhallen. Valhallen thrummed his guitar, and the sound waves went straight at Tear Hulk. He covered his ears and clutched his head in pain, then smacked Valhallen, and he flew into the wall and dropped his guitar, and it broke. Major Glory flew forward and used his star-spangled eye lasers of doom to cut the Hulk's head off. Ha ha ha! laughed Voldemort evilly. He walked forward and picked up the Hulk's head and held it high as he drank the blood dripping out. But who sent him, Master? asked Chip Douglas, the cabley guy. I have a feeling we will soon find out, rapid Voldemort. Chapter 4 this room is big, and there is a big round table at the center of the room. Sitting around the table, Aslan the Lion, Invader Scooge, and his best friend Zim, White Power Ranger, Squirtle, Nico Bellic, Egg 88, Chewbacca's son Lumpy, Ted Theodore Logan, the Mayor of Jefferson, and Pee Wee Herman. Seems like they were totally able to kill the Hulk, dude, said Ted. Yes, the Hulk knew going in, probably wouldn't make it back out. But, thanks to the camera we had implanted into his eyeball, we now have tons of information about their base and other stuff, Oslin said. IG-88, play the video. Beep boop, said IG-88, as he put a VHS into a VCR, and hit played. The video played, and they all watched. Wait! Stop it there, said Aslan. Zoom in. The video zoomed in on two kids. They were Harry Potter's kidnapped kids. Those are Harry Potter's kids, said Aslan. Like, how do you know that, dude? asked Ted. Me and Harry smoked drugs and made out once while we were in elementary school. I would now. Those kids anywhere, said Aslan. Squirtle, Squirtle, said Squirtle. Ah, yes. Good times, Squirtle. Good times, replied Aslan. So anyway, maybe Harry knows something about these strange villains getting together and what their plans are. Pee-wee, I want you and Nico to go speak with Harry for me. Shouted Pee-wee. What? What is it? asked Arsene in alarm. You said the sacred word. 
said Pee-wee. Oh, shut up, Pee-wee, said Aslan. But I am too Russian to go. But you aren't Russian, Nico. Well, I sound kind of Russian. That you do. But even if you were Russian, how could you be too Russian to go? What does that even mean? I don't know. I'll go if you just stop asking these questions, jeez. So Pee-wee and Nico walked out the door and into the sunset on a journey to find Harry Potter. Chapter 5. Harry and everyone woke up, then felt they butts. Why does my hoe feel so loose? asked Harry. You must have felt it on something, seared Spark. Oh, okay, replied Harry. Look, out the window, it's Pee Herman, shouted Captain Kirk. They all looked out the window, and show enough, there is Pee Herman. I know you are, but what am I, said Hermione. Stoofle you, said Harry. Then he pump-slapped him. I have come from the leg of extraordinary justice friends to aid you in a quest to find your dead children. But they are not dead, they are just kidnapped, said Guinea. And how do you knew they aren't dead, said P. Captain Kirk kicked him in the nutbag for being such a douche. Are you the only one they sent? asked Steve. Well, Nicho Bellic was with me, but he met someone named Nivel Shortbottom and they got married to a Cyclops. Let's go save our kids, shouted Ginny, as they skipped off down the yellow bricky road. Chapter 6 so, what does Lex Luthor's merchant do, asked Spider-Man. That be super big mystery that you will find out in chapter 63, said Voldemort. This is be stupid and not funny, says Dyedpool. What are you talking about, asked Voldemort. Voldemort! then takes on of Harry's kidnapped kid and pulls his eyeballs out with a spoon. Hey, let's go watch a movie, Voldy said to the kid. Laugh out loud, said Piderman. Voldemort then grabbed a can of gasoline and poured it in Tick Kid's eye. Fire yo, said Voldemort and fire come out of his wand and lit the gas in the kid's eye sockets. The kid's eye socks became flaming, as if I had a flame eye superpower, but it wasn't a superpower. Ah! screamed the kid as he ran around with his arms in the air. That was all the quote. Let's make sex, I sh one shouted Voldemort, and Hagrid shoved his umbrella up the 
flamey eye kid's butt. Chapter 7 Harry, Ginny, and Pee-wee Herman, Spock, and Captain Kirk were now seated in a bar on Briad the Briz. Harry's scar suddenly began to burn. Ow, 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 cried Harry in pain. What is it, Drayling? asked Jinzy. It's our children. They are being wrapped. Wow, that to really turns me on hard, said Ginny. Nakido! Harry shouted, and suddenly everyone in the bar was naked. Wait, how will this help us find a kidnapped kids? asked Captain Kirk. Tell more people we have sex with, the easier it will be for us to sense where our kids are being wrapped, replied Harry. Well, that doesn't make sense, but let's does it, said Kirk. Now we know where he landed. Kirk and Spock jammed their penises inside of Ginny's ears and began whooping furiously. She could feel her brains being squished from both sides, and it rally turned her on. Harry ripped out her tampon and threw it over his shoulder. He put his penis in her vagina to get it good and lubed up with blood, then jammed it in her butt so hard that she began to cry tears of blood. Upon seeing this, the rest of the bar got so thrown on and was already naked, so they began to make sex too. Tinkerbell flew up Peter Pan's asshole and flew around and hopped around inside of there for a while, then flew out of his mouth, all covered in poo and bloods. R2-D2 rolled over and put some kind of metal tube inside of Ginny, and Harry stuck his wiener inside R2's exhaust pipe. Oh yeah, that is so warm and feels so good, Harry shouted as he filled R2 with his hot jizz. Spock began to make love with Tinkerbell, and his penis was so huge that she died. He continued to frack for dead Bobby, and Kirk even joined in. He's gonna clap. Pee-wee Herman just stood there and jacked off on everyone's faces. Pee-wee Herman is the voice of reason in this fanfic. It's the author's telling us something. One of the three stewards walked by, why not, and jumped on Ginny's tampon and said, Woo-woo-woo, then walked away. Treebeard stuck his wang so far up Ginny's mouth, came out of vag. Harry had his penis in his last unkidnapped kid's butt, and William Shakespeare had his dong in her vag when suddenly Harry's scar began to burn harder than ever before. Yes, it's working! I know where they are! Harry shouted, then suddenly he breathed with a loud pop. It's like the second they, they were finished having sex, the spelling goes whack nuts again. Chapter 8 Harry did not like what he saw. He was in a dimly writ room, and in the middle of the room was his kids being wrapped by Hagrid and Bang. Ha! 
Hagrid! We are friends! Shouted Harry. You're a wizard, Harry, said Hagrid. Avada Kedavra! Harry yelled as he pointed his wand at Hagrid. A green light shot out and hit Hagrid right in the dick. He fell down on top of Fang, squashed him, and they were both dead. Harry ran towards his children. Suddenly, Voldatron appeared. Knew it worked. I had Hagrid rape your kids so that you could find them. Then I could just kill you so I could just worrying a boot you coming to get your kids back and ruining my plan to use them as a power course for Lex Lothar's machine, said Voldemort. You sick bastard. Not only did you corrupt my kids, but couldn't couldn't even imagine the sick sex I had to have so that I could find them. Okay, so I enjoyed it, but still, you will die for this one 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 Harry said back to him. They both shouted Abra Kadiria and light shot out of they wands and they beams met in the middle of the room like always happens in the movies. Suddenly, like fifty bad guys, like Spider-Man and Deadpool, walked out of the shadows and said, Does you want us to just ice this fool, master? No, I must be the one to kill Harry Potter, replied Voldemort. Harry realized that even if he did kill Voldemort, these tons of other bad guys would kill him, so he apparated out of there, back to the Enterprise, to get Rian Bokemans. Chapter 9 Let's go, let's go, shouted Harry. I found them, one, 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 one. Everyone, join hands. So everyone starts to grab hands and penises, and they all apparated back to where the kids was. But the room was empty. Harry got down on his hands and knees and beat the floor so hard with his fist that it broke it. No! Shouted Harry. Meanwhile, at Voldemort's secret hideout. But master, why don't we go back? Surely he must have returned by now. Said Snarf. He will have came back with more, and there's no reason to get into a full-scale battle at the moment. No, we shall wait until Lex's machine is finished, said Baldy. But Master, what if they find us before then? asked Snarf. They won't. I've got a little distraction for them. Suddenly, the cavity creeps came into the rooms, being led by the Hulk. Except it wasn't the Hulk. It was Rock Lops. It was the Hulk's body, but with Ron Weasel's head. Weasley, I want you to take your boys here, and I want you to kill your Fuma friend, Harry Potter, said Moldivant. As you wish, said Ron and stuff. So Ron and the Cavity Creeps yelled out, we make holes in teeth, then through, through the ceiling on their way to find Harry Potter.
chapter 10. Harry and Jiny were sitting at a table. Candles are light and they are eating expensive pasta. Why are we doing this, yo? Our kids be kidnapped. We need to be out there saving them, Jinri said. Dude needs to get laid every now and then. Our kids, we out, Harry said. Fuck. They talked for a while, and afterwards, Hardnet suggested they go to the bad room. Do you have a condom? Ginny asked. We don't want any more kids, you know. They could get kidnapped. How right you are, darling. However, I am not in possession of a condom at the moment. Whatever shall we do? Harry said and then asked. Well, no sex then, I guess, Ginny said. Harry jumped up and stabbed Ginny right in the belly with the dull wooden wand. He jabbed his hand up there and ripped out a piece of intestines. This will work just nicely, Harry says. He put the intestine piece on his wine and sticks it up inside Ginny's butt. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Thirty seconds later he is done. Well, I'm gonna get cleaned up, Harry says. Then he doesn't reply because she is dead. At that very moment, Ron Weasley breaks through the wall. If you don't remember, he got Hulk party. I am here to kill you, Harry Pooter. Wait, the f*** did you just do to my sister? Ron be saying. It's okay, Ron. I am fine, says Ginny. She gives him thumbs up. Ron smiles, then punches Harry so hard, he flies through the wall into the next room. In the next room, P. Herman is whacking off. Uh-oh, monster, Pee-wee shouts. Then an epic battle begins. Chapter 11. It's dark, and there is a strange sound that Chester Cheetah can't quite make out. Am I still dreaming? He thinks to himself, no. This can't be a dream. His dreams are filled with a different type of darkness. A darkness full of bad memories that he can never forget. He comes to the decision. The sound is a radio. The alarm had gone off. Slowly he got out of bed. Went about starting his day. He brushed his teeth, combed his fur, started a pot of coffee. After a quick glance at his watch, he realized the morning paper was already here. He stepped out of the door, took a deep breath, and looked at the neighborhood. It was a great day. The sun was shining, the birds were chirping. Truly was perfect. Walked to the end of the sidewalk, picked up the paper. A familiar boy on a bike rides by. Morning, Mr. Cheetah, shouted the kid. And a good morning to you, young Stevie, Chester said as he gave the boy a wave. Chester made his way back to the house, poured himself a cup of coffee, sat down to enjoy it. And just as Chester opened his paper, his telephone rang. Who would be calling me this early in the morning? Chester thought. Then he knew. It could only be one person. Chester reached for the phone with a shaky hand, put it to his ear. You are needed, Chester, 
said the voice on the other end. It is Aslan the Lion. It ain't easy being cheesy, Chester says. To be continued. Considering it's been three years, and but as far as I'm concerned, the end. Well, those were words put together that make the group of story of sorts. Quite worthy of pretentious internet theory. The author had a lot to say. And different ways of telling it. So, if you would like to hear a story featured on this program, just email us at thepitpodcast at gmail.com. This being the fall of Pit, I have many other surprises waiting for you, including our special Halloween episode, dear listener. Make sure you visit us at pitpodcast.com for all the latest details. And, of course, follow us on Facebook. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, always remember that there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes pretentious internet theatre. Good night, and the pleasure is all yours.